Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The other side of midnight. Local spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is the other side of midnight on 77 WABC. I'm superstar Frank Morano. I think most of you are probably familiar with Brooklyn Republican City Council member Ina Vernikov. She does a great job in the city council and she was cruising towards an easy re-election. Well, recently she decided to go through the process of getting a concealed carry permit to protect herself amidst rising crime, amidst rising anti-Semitism, and to show New Yorkers how to go through this process. And I thought that was all great. I thought it was great for a woman who was kissed without her consent on live television in in a recent interview, I thought it was, it's great for women to be able to have the ability to protect themselves. But I really think she made a crucial mistake, and now she's being arrested. She was on social media at a pro-Palestinian rally at Brooklyn College. Now, obviously, she is not pro-Palestinian. She is Jewish and very strongly supportive of Israel. She was going to keep an eye on things and to show solidarity with Israel. So there were photographs of her on social media and it showed her carrying her gun. So she was at a college campus where she was observing this Palestinian protest taking place. And she filmed herself in front of the protesting crowd calling them pro-Hamas and that she was there to help Jewish students feel safe. She called the Palestinian supporters nothing short of terrorists without the bombs. As she was standing by the protesters, the butt end of her handgun could be seen protruding out the front of her pants. Multiple people took pictures and videos of the council member, which were then shared on social media. Police were notified and the NYPD contacted her after she left the rally. The 39-year-old city councilwoman turned herself in to the 70th precinct late Friday with her attorney. She was arrested and charged and her gun and permit license were surrendered. So the problem here is while she had a license for the concealed carry of a firearm, New York law states that individuals cannot carry a gun on school grounds, even even with a license. It also states you can't bring a gun to a protest. And look, she should have known that. She's an attorney. She's a lawmaker. They're already talking about expelling her from the city council once you get a felony conviction. And this is the problem with expelling people that you don't like. Because once you start expelling bad guys, it sets a precedent that we can expel whoever we want. And I hope she's not expelled, and I hope she's able to get through this. Serious lapse in judgment. She certainly should have known better, but I hope this doesn't mark the end of her city council career, because she does a great job. me up to be continued the other side of midnight local spotlight
Well, it will now be easier for those of us that occasionally purchase booze to do so on Sunday. Governor Hochul this weekend signed a package of legislation aimed at improving alcoholic beverage laws for consumers and small business owners. This package allows for the retail sale of beer on Sundays and permits liquor and wine stores in New York to open from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. on Sundays. It also extends the duration of a brewery valid license from one year to three years. It allows businesses to prepare and keep drinks containing alcohol in pressurized dispensing machines and lets retail stores sell complimentary gifts and promotional items related to wine and spirit sales. The state assembly had passed this back in June after it was approved by the state Senate and it was finally delivered to Governor Hochul last week. I think this is great news, uh, not only because I've been in the position where I need to buy a bottle of wine when I'm heading to someone's house on a Sunday and I'm not able to get it, or same thing with a six-pack of beer at a grocery store, but across the whole state, you have breweries, distilleries, and other alcoholic beverage-related businesses. They're creating jobs, and they're expanding economic opportunity. And this is an opportunity that exists in a lot of other places and a lot of other states. Why shouldn't New York small businesses have the same opportunity? So this measure addresses New York's historic blue laws. Elected officials in recent years have called for changes in the state's alcohol and beverage control laws. Under the previous state law, bars and restaurants could begin serving alcohol at 10 a.m. on Sundays, but liquor stores could not open until noon. And by the way, that changed to 10 a.m. on Sundays was relatively new because I can tell you I went out for brunch quite often on Sundays and you would have to wait until noon before you could get a mimosa or a Bloody Mary. So I'm glad to see that state government is kind of letting small business do its thing a little bit, recognizing the need that people may want to buy booze on Sundays. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Well, don't look now, but it is going to cost even more to travel around this city. I mean, everything is going up. The subway is going up. Tolls are going up. Pretty soon we're going to have congestion pricing to look forward to. And as of today, rates for using parking meters are going up throughout the city. The rates will increase by at least 20%, taking effect on a rolling basis, and all costs will vary by location, demand, and duration of parking. Manhattan will be the first borough to see the increase, followed by Queens on October 27th, Brooklyn on November 9th, the Bronx on November 22nd, and Staten Island on November 28th. With the new rates, the first hour will cost $5.50. Ouch! Up 22%, and the second hour will increase to $9. That's up 20% from $7.50. Parking meters for passenger cars in areas south of 96th Street will go up a dollar and cost an additional $1.50 for each subsequent hour. New meter fees will vary depending on the neighborhood north of 96th Street. According to the city's Department of Transportation, the rates will increase the most in high-demand Manhattan neighborhoods. Look, I understand that a lot of people want to 
drive here, and I understand it's tough to get a parking spot. But how many times can you go to the well and bilk the same people? These are the same working class and middle class New Yorkers, and in some cases tourists, that are paying all of these other bills. We have seen the price of everything that we're paying go up. We can't afford to live in this city. It just creates such a stark contrast when you have some that get to come here and are given almost everything, and yet the people that have spent their whole lives here are getting nickel and dimed to death to the tune of a 22% increase for the privilege of parking in your own city. Give me a break. Enough is enough. Beam me up. To be continued. The other side of midnight. Local spotlight. Last night, I was at the Scalia Funeral Home in Eltingville paying tribute to my friend Robert Giganti, who passed away. The former Supreme Court Justice and Surrogate Court Judge was a good friend of mine. And I have to tell you, the attendance at this funeral was out the door and lined up around the block. And I wanted to share this story. This is from an interview we did about nine years ago about why he went out of his way every holiday season to do these teddy bear drives and collect these teddy bears for underprivileged children. Once I was elected to the court, you no longer can do fundraising for charities under the assumption that, you know, if I'm doing a fundraising or running a dinner dance, that the attorneys would feel pressured that they should have to go. So I was looking for a vehicle, and I saw that the American Cancer Society had a campaign to collect teddy bears to distribute to children with cancer. And so this, to me, fit within the parameters uh, of the uh, what I could do and not do, and so basically, I'm a collection point. And we started modestly with just a few flyers and an email in the courthouse. And the first year, I think we did about 200, between two and 300. And last year, it's grown to over 1,000. Wow. And, uh, we we collect the teddy bears. That's just, just, I mean, my chambers becomes a drop-off point. You may have seen pictures of mm. me with hundreds of bears around it. And my chambers becomes a drop-off point. And then it is distributed, not by me, not by, uh, you know, not me going out and giving them or anything like that, but... It is distributed by three or four different groups. The uh, Nallet Cancer Center at Staten Island University Hospital, Rumson, the pediatric ward at the other hospital in Staten Island. These are gifts that are given to children who are not only needy, but, you know, it, it brightens their day. It started out with those in the hospital. Now it just goes to anybody who is needy. The nicest thing about this, Frank, is that there's no dollar amount. There's nothing that you have to reach a certain amount. Everybody can participate. And what makes me the happiest is that from the people, the, the janitorial staff in the courthouse to some of the biggest law firms in the city contribute. So whether the, someone comes up with a $2 teddy bear from the CVS or the drugstore or someone sends me a box from a law firm, everybody contributes. And I think that's the nicest thing because they all feel part of this. And it just shows that if we each do things in our own way, you know, we can make the world a little bit better. A wonderful man, so devoted to his family, his community, and to children. He's going to be missed. By the way, this was a man who was a Jets season ticket holder, and it just so happens that the Jets are able to, against all odds, beat the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles. His first Jet game since being passed away, and the Jets beat the Eagles? I don't think that's a coincidence. I really don't. To be continued.